Hey y'all, it's your girl Dia Direct and welcome back to part two of Free Your Mind and Your Body right here on the Superpower Podcast. And back with us is Andrea Wise Brown. She's a psychotherapist. And honey, if you didn't hear part one, get your life and get it together because we already went in. But now I want to talk about something even beyond freeing your mind or maybe in addition to how your mind can free not only your thoughts, but your body and how that impacts intimacy. Andrea, thank you for joining us and having this very intimate and engaged conversation about the body, honey. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm here for it. I know you are, girl. I know you are. Listen, so part one, we talked a lot about, you know, just how the brain works, how it impacts you emotionally, how it impacts your decisions, how it impacts physically, right? How, how it impacts your, your, your gut even, but even beyond your gut, even going into our, our need to engage and have relationship, um, how, how does our emotions Mm -hmm. impact our ability to be open, to attract Safe relationships, engaged relationships, and intimate relationships. Oh, okay. This is good. So let me start off by saying this. Mm-hmm. For all relationships that are healthy, we're talking about healthy relationships, not perfect relationships, but healthy relationships. So what is that? When you say healthy, what does that look like? Okay. So this is what I'm talking about. So healthy relationships are relationships where both people in the partnership is committed to working on being their most authentic self. And I'm going to say that again, and I'll say it again. And say I'm going to do it like this, and I'm going to do it like that. But that is the truth of the matter, where both people, both partners in the relationship is committed mm-hmm. to being their most authentic self and working on being their best self. Come on, got a little bit more. And their partners are committed to holding the space for that. Mm. And when I hold the space for it, I'm not blaming, I'm not shaming, I'm not judging, I'm not shunning, I'm not abandoning, I'm not checking out. I'm holding the space. And while I'm holding the space, I'm using my voice to say, baby, when you do that, that hurts me. Lump, lump, when you walk away, that makes Not lump, me- lump. Did you say lump, lump? Lump, 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 lump. Because sometimes he and she got a lump, lump. I'm just saying, lump, lump. <laughs> Lump, lump. She lost me a lump, lump. That's okay. <laughs> well, come back in. Come back in. Come back in. <laughs> abandon me. Don't you abandon me. Don't you go away. Lump, lump. Okay, I'm, I'm holding space. I'm holding space. I'm holding space. Hold space. I'm back. This is what I'm okay. saying. So, lump, right. lump. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. And this is a good example of that. This is a good example. So, here we go. Because, you know, I can go on. We can talk about this, but listen to this. So, let's just say if you and I were in a relationship. Uh-huh. And I said to you. Booski, I want you to call me Lump Lump. <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me so much. Violation. Violation. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Oh, well. Lump 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 is wrong. 
you. Yeah, that's okay. That's a weird. So I, I'm, ju I'm judging the word. I got it. Okay. I, you do you feel what I'm saying? Because now you yeah. hurt me. So check this out. Check this out. So now you're and embarrassed, and now you're not. Now you can't even be authentic with what you want to say because I have judged it. And I'm laughing at you. Come on now. Come I'm on. sorry, lump lump. I'm Cut sorry. <laughs> That's exactly it. Exactly yeah. it. Extreme example, but example, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now I don't want, I don't feel safe with you to tell you that that's what I want to be called. I'm not mm -hmm. sharing that part with you. And sometimes doesn't make it right because here we go. I'm going to double down on it. So thank goodness that you were able to recognize that. Okay. Wait, hold on, baby. That was a misstep. I laughed because I don't know. One time somebody gave somebody a lump bump and that's why that that thing made me laugh right but you yeah. know i'm sorry i'm here for you so now on the other side on my side right in that moment i could shut down and say oh you know what f her i ain't tell i ain't showing her that no more let me go out here and talk to somebody else who when i say the word lump lump they get all excited they, they can't yeah. they can't wait to call me lump lump right mm -hmm. so i could do that but no if I'm committed to this healthy relationship, then I turn to you and I say, well, thank you for hearing that. Thank you for hearing that you made a misstep, boo. Come on now, roll with it. Lump, lump. Well, then freak it. Call me lump ski. But I, I, I just like it. Something about lump that I like. Right, right. That's an example of both people being committed, got me, it. to working mm -hmm. on their own stuff, to being their best selves, to being their best selves individually individually not just because this person said it or this person said it or grandma said it or auntie said it but just because this is what i want to do in spite of what the other person does that was an amazing example and thank you for that because you know we kind of it happened in real time we were kind of able to experience that but you know you know to your point everybody shows up right with their stuff and how they've learned love, their love language, what their examples of love was or wasn't. And then you have to learn your partner's love language. And then, you, you know, you work that together. And then so, you know, after you go through the in love phase and everything's fuzzy, yeah. then there are phases to the love relationship. Can you just talk about what those phases look like a little bit? Oh, well, so we know that when you first get with someone, you are in that honeymoon stage, right? Where I don't really know you. I know your persona. I know what you put out, but I don't really know you. And I like what I see. Like, I like this, right? And then life happens, right? Life happens for us. And then when life happens and you see the person in a different capacity, you may be challenged and triggered. Childhood triggers. You may be triggered to now seeing this person totally different. Fact. Let me say this to you. There's two responses. So let's go back. If I am my most authentic self, if I am trying to grow into being my best self, when I see you show up as a different person, there's two parts to that. So yes, can I walk away? Can I go sleep in another room? Can I not speak to you? Can I just leave the house for some time, right? Can I withhold sex? Can I withhold connection? I could do all of those things. Is that really me being my best self? I don't think so. 
That's me trying to take care of the child in me from when mm. this happened before. That's Those are my defense mechanisms. But if I'm committed to being my best self, whether I'm with you or by myself or with anyone else, then I show up anywhere and I say, baby, or I'm going to go back to Lumpsky. Lumpsky, lump, lump. Right? Come on now. When mm-hmm. you do that or when you said that, that was hurtful. That doesn't feel good to me. And I don't want you to do that anymore. Or when you're gone all the time, you're moving, you, you're going too much. You know, when you're not spending enough time with me, then I start to feel a sense of abandonment. Not saying mm-hmm. that you are abandoning me, but I'm but just- that's a trigger you, for you. Come on now, that's but I'm example. just- there you, That's good, that's good. I'm just telling you, this is how I feel. Yeah. So I use my voice instead of checking out, I check back in. This is how I feel. And then on the other side, for that person, he or she has to open up to hearing. If I am my best self and trying to be my best self, then I open up and I say, wait, let me pause. Now, hold on. Mm -hmm. Even though that wasn't my intention, Mm -hmm. that could have been the impact. And if it hurt my boo-boo, then I need to readjust. So let me hear what you're saying, baby. Well, that's not what I meant to do. I really yeah. just had to go do this, that, and the other. Got me? But now I see this is this is what you need. So I'm going to conform. Now, I can't be 100% sitting up under you all the time. Because mm-hmm. I got my things that I want to do in life, too. But I'm cognizant of how it makes you feel when I'm always gone. And I would love to spend more time with you. So I'm going to create that change. You know, that sounded really healthy. Really healthy. <laughs> I said healthy. I said you did. Healthy. You did. But everybody's at a different place in their journey. And so, as an example, because we're kind of talking about intimacy, and I, you know, and I would love to get your definition of intimacy because I know it's more than just the sexual act. Yes. But as an example, when you're vulnerable, one person may be a little bit more evolved than the other in terms of being authentic. Or you may express how you feel. That person may or may not receive that in the way it, that speaks to your heart and your spirit. So then when that's when that connection is not there, yeah. you kind of talked about like withholding sex or something like that. Women are, are less likely, mm-hmm. you know, some women, I should say, Good. emotionally are less likely to feel uh, motivated sexually, whereas men aren't necessarily motivated by the same things. But if she doesn't feel seen or heard or that she she can be fully authentic with her partner, Mm -hmm. that's going to impact, you know, how excited she may be or how motivated she may be to have intimacy. And then, of course, then that has its residual effects on the man. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that is true. And I want to say, I'm glad that you corrected that, right? Because it's not just, it's not gender specific because there are plenty of men who sit on my couch now on my Zoom, but there are plenty of men who um, are having issues with their libido. And it's it's not a physical thing. It is Mm -hmm. actually a psychological thing. Ooh, and a lot cool. of times, oh, it's the truth. And a lot of times. I mean, good in that you're explaining it. Yeah. No, I, I got you. And a lot of times, and a lot of times, 
what their issue is. So I hear what you're saying. You're saying with her issue, she's not, she can't be authentic, right? She feels as if she can't be vulnerable and authentic. So for her, she's doing this thing where she really can't, doesn't feel like she can open up and, and fully express her uh, vulnerabilities in a, in a sexual manner, right? Because intimacy is about connection. It's about connection. Well, it's the same thing, right? That I'm telling you about men. So a lot of times men are telling me that when their women are not being appreciative or respectful of maybe the amount of money that they're bringing into the household or about um, the, the, the bills and the, the security that they are providing, when they feel as if those things are disregarded and the women are spending, 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 um, buying more, doing more, not really being connected also to their vision for the family, then they are really dealing with, with not wanting to be intimate with their partners. So it goes hand in hand. So how do we fix that, right? Because, okay, we spoke about the issue. So here we go. This is the diagnosis. So now let's go back and let's fix that. So we fix that by getting a third party, because just like you said, everybody isn't going to sit up and talk the way I'm talking and go back and forth, right? Because we don't know that. That's not what we were taught. So you go to someone like me, go to a professional and you sit down and you talk about it and be honest. Be be honest about your feelings. Be honest about your thoughts. You're going to have to do it. You cannot ignore this. Don't ignore it and think that this is going to go away because trust me, I'm here to tell you that it gets worse. When there is no intimacy in a relationship, it ruins the relationship. You know, I say this also to people who are couples and they're living in two different places and they think it's cute. They think, oh yeah, you know, because you. Let me, I'm going to tell you the truth now. You can get real comfortable when your partner goes out of town and you can spread out wide like a starfish across the bed and turn the yes. air conditioner down as low as you want and watch all the Sex in the City films that you want to watch, right? Mm -hmm. So I get that. However, that's cute for a weekend, boo, but that is not cute for the duration of your marriage because it right. will kill your marriage because it kills the intimacy. You and your partner need to be together. Another thing, dear... You and your partner, you just meaning everyone, don't need to sleep in separate places. So you think it's cute because you upset and you go sleep on the couch. You get your ass back in the bed. Even if you got to stack pillows in between for the night until you resolve this stuff, get back in the bed. You don't Why? Why? Why is that important? Because of the intimacy and the commitment. You need to honor your commitment because even though we may be having a tough time, we may be going through a disagreement, I am still committed to loving you. I am still committed to creating safety for you. I am still committed to having your back. So I get in the bed in spite of the drama that we are going through. And it's the mm. same thing with this whole thing of living in two different places or going here. No, you have to come back. You need to be connected. Intimacy. Intimacy is more than sex. Sex is extremely important, but intimacy is more than sex. How do you define it? 
Intimacy is, is just about a deep connection. It's a spiritual connect. It's when my spirit connects with yours. And it's through sex, and it's through sex. If it's through deep conversation, it's through deep conversation. If it's through sharing stories that you've never told anyone else, all of those are moments of intimacy. Because what they do is they just bring you together and they connect you in a way that's different than you're connected to other people. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And you said a word that I talk a lot about. It speaks to me, you know, on many levels, which is safety, right? Mm. When people feel safe together, and that's something that you want with um, your partner and that you also want to provide. And so I used to do these um, panels called the Man Whisperer panels. Mm. And and, and what I discovered is I interviewed about 50 men uh, because my girlfriends and I, we would always talk about relationships. And at the time I wasn't married. Most of us wanted to be married or remarried in my case. And we would always talk to each other. We would talk to, to the women would talk to the women. And, you know, the journalist in me, you know, finally, you know, got a light bulb and was like, if you really want to understand something, you got to go to the source. So I started having these conversations with men, Andrea, and I mean, men all the way from people like Roland Martin to, you know, the guy that worked with me in the office um, to guys that I just met out maybe at happy hour or church or whatever it was. Um, All walks of life. Many of these men, most of these men, they had some of the same themes Mm. um, in terms of what they were looking for in a women in a woman, um, one of the underlying things was how she made him feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't her career or, you know, just how beautiful or pretty she was or how much money she made. It was how she made him feel. Mm. Um, and so I find that one of the key things, and, and I, I'm interested in your insight on this, regardless of what a woman makes or what she may have, she too just wants to feel safe. But then also men also want to feel safe. And I think we as women forget that that men need a safe place to be vulnerable because Mm -hmm. there's really not a space in the world that provides that for him. And we certainly have gone through it. And we talked about in part one what the woman has gone through and not feeling safe in this world and taking on all these burdens, but we have each other to mm-hmm. talk to because we're built differently. Yes. Um, so, so I do think um, when a man feels emasculated as an example, um, mm-hmm. because of the money that he makes or his inability to maybe find employment at the same level or at all yes. um, in, in this world, it, it impacts him. And I think it is interesting in, um, I'm very intrigued by what you were saying in, in terms of how he's feeling emotionally can also impact him and how she responds to how to what he's going through is going to impact how safe he feels, how comfortable he feels. And ultimately, it's going to affect intimacy as well. Yes, absolutely. Perfect. That That is on the money. Let me just say to you, because um, there's nothing for me to add to that. I mean, you got the facts, right? Because you you actually polled the men and that's their story. So it's fact. But what I can do is I can add to that, that um, a colleague in my, uh, Dr. Tanisha Guy and I, we did some research and we're actually working on this book, but we did research where we went around and we talked to men. And, oh, I don't know, few hundred men that we talked to, we asked them the question at the time, 
it was um it, it was single men that we asked and it was why aren't you married you know why don't you want to marry like what's the deal why aren't you married that was what we did and the the the, the same <laughs> we got the same answer the majority of the time and it was really about women not knowing how to submit mm. to now lord that, that ooh, that's a word right there but I'm going to draw the connection, right? Please because do. if someone were just to hear submit, yes. then the assumption is, is that, come on now, I, wanna, I want you to be my slave. I want you to be my maid. I don't want you to have a voice. I, I, I want you to just do everything. I, and that is not submission. That is not submission. And so what the men were saying was kind of a part of what you were saying is be a freaking soft space for me. If you're a boss at work, leave that ish at work and come home and be my partner. Allow me to lead. Listen to what it is that I have to say. I want to, I want to feel I want to feel like when I come home, this is my kingdom. This is my place. And you here with me and we riding together. But if you're trying to be the boss out in the world and then you come in this house and try to be the boss, where's there space for me? So mm. that's what we heard consistently is that women have issues with submitting. You know, that's what my book was about. Uh, Soft is the new power is mm -hmm. getting in for women, getting in touch with their feminine energy and what that looks like, because we have feminine and masculine energy. That's right. And so there is. But what does energy do? It transfers. And so being intentional about how do I want to show up in this space going from work, as an example, to home or on a date? How do I make that adjustment? How do I get intentional about, you know, shifting my energy so I'm not showing up with that masculine energy? And one of the things that motivated me to even talking about this topic, oddly mm -hmm. enough, is I was in a relationship with a guy. Okay. And we had a knockdown drag out argument. And, you know, in my radio days, I was called Dia Direct. And I was going for the jugular. And he said to me, he said, you know, Dia, you go too hard. Mm. Like, you go too hard in the paint. And basically he was, he said, if I wanted to date a man, that's what I would do. Oh, it's good. Now, mind you, my clothes were feminine. Mm -hmm. My makeup was feminine. My hair was feminine, but my oh. energy was masculine. It's good. That's and so, so, good. so that my energy was, so my masculine energy wasn't attracting a masculine man. Yes. That's right. Because absolutely. he was he was he wasn't looking for himself. Yes, absolutely. That's right. It's good. That's really good. That's it. That's true. And oh, and you know what I'm gonna add on to that? That's really, really good. What you also what women have to understand is the skill set, and it's a challenge. This is a challenge, but the skill set that it took to get you in the position as this producer, this high-powered producer, what they call Dia Direct, right? The same, that, that same energy and skill set and characteristics that get people into the boardroom, head of the boardroom, VP of companies, is not the same skill set and energy no, that is going to take you to get a man that you want, no. that you no. want. Now don't, now, don't get me wrong, because I don't want to hold it on this. You can get a man. I think every single person can get a man. 
I'm talking about a man that you desire into your life. Mm-hmm. That is true. It's not no, the that's same real talk. It's a different it's not. It's not. But here's the good news. The good news is we have everything that we need. To your Come point, on, life man. is working for us, right? Because yeah. even in the boardroom, even with family, or if you're a mom, you know, you know how to respond differently to your children. Like you wouldn't respond to your child the way that you might respond to your boss, as Some an example. Do. Some people do, but come well, on. Sh- they do. You're you right. Should. Exactly. But you. what I'm saying, but innately, we we have we have it. It's maybe it's muted. Right. Maybe life has happened and we don't know how to use it again. Like one of the examples that I share in the book is that I used to not appreciate my grandmother. Mm-hmm. I thought she let my grandfather take advantage of her or in the case where my, my and also then my father was abusive to my mother. So I equated a man's strength as as a, a an affront to me. Right mm-hmm. now, my grandfather wasn't abusive, but he was a, a harsh man. My grandmother was very soft. Mm-hmm. Um and feminine and and warm and everybody wanted to go to grandma's house mm-hmm. and it wasn't the fanciest house in the world but she but it's how we felt right mm-hmm. it's that energy that was in her home and what i've come to realize later in life after you get the house the car the job the titles and all that stuff like you get all this stuff but do you have relationships Mm-hmm. Do you have connection? Mm-hmm. And what I realized that my grandmother possessed and what I did not appreciate is that she was a real leader and a real boss in the sense that she attracted people to herself through her femininity, through her warmth, mm-hmm. not through being hard powered mm-hmm. and driven. Mm-hmm. It was her love. Mm-hmm. It was her love that attracted us and yes. it kept us and, and, she made us feel good. Mm-hmm. And I think in all of our getting and all of our getting, all of our book learning, all of our jobs, all of our money, we forgot the art of our femininity. We mm-hmm. forgot the art of how to genuinely, to use your word, authentically create an experience for people and mm-hmm. make them feel good. Now, I might not be like my grandmother who literally would iron sheets, girl, and tuck mm-hmm. you into bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do want to be reconnected to the power mm-hmm. of what I can bring into a space for my family, my husband, mm-hmm. that they feel safe and warm. When she tucked me with those warm sheets, I felt like I was in my mother's womb, probably. You know what I mean? Just like that, that warmth that mm-hmm. just she made me feel safe. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what we all really want is is a place to feel safe regardless of your gender? Absolutely. And this is the thing, right? I love that story. I think that it's powerful. I want to point this out. You said, again, you repeated authentic. So yes, I don't want it to just be for people. I don't want it to just be a trick, right? Uh, Let me try to do this to just try to pull people in or try to keep them here because the gig will be up. You'll show Mm -hmm. yourself. So I think like you're saying, we all possess it. So it's about doing the work, doing the work to bring it out. So not just trying to fake it. You know, um, I've had clients that come to me, earn lots of money, 
And they come to me because they want me to teach them emotional intelligence, but they only want me to teach it so that they can win at this big meeting that they're about to have so they can win all of this money. They want me to teach them how to read body language and what to say next and who to say and what to do. But the gig will be up. No, how about let me teach you so that it can change your quality of life? Because it's mm. not just for this one moment or this one argument or this one deal. This is for your life. Let me help you to expand because you, you're right, dear. You have it. We all have it. But it's about you doing the work. You yeah. can do the work to create more balance of both your feminine and your masculine energy so that when you go out in the world, it feels good that you really are creating circumstances repeatedly that you desire that expand on the quality of your life. You know, listen, you've been so generous with your time and your information and your, I, I feel better already. I know people are going to get so much out of this, but I mm -hmm. got to ask you this question because you talked about having, as an example, high-powered clients. I'm just going to make an assumption, right? Based upon what I've observed, what I know, what I've experienced, people I talk to. Okay. There are a lot of women, going back to that superwoman that we talked about in part one, mm -hmm. who feel overwhelmed mm. and have started to resent mm. Um that they're carrying the load, mm. maybe even in their relationship. Now that might have something to do with what we value, right? Mm -hmm. But we talked about people, both people showing up. But let's say as an example, for this high powered woman mm -hmm. who is listening and maybe her partner is not contributing financially in the way that she, that makes her feel safe. Mm. Um, even though she may not need the money, it's the idea that what if something happens to me? Yes. Do you have my back? Do you know, yes. I, I want to be treated sometimes. And then she, she's going to, at some point she starts to resent because sometimes maybe the man gets comfortable with that role or those, you know, the norms have changed, right. In terms mm -hmm. of the role reversals and all that, mm -hmm. those kinds of things too are going to impact how sexy she feels, how willing she is to submit Yes. Um, to engage in that way, in an intimate way. How yes. does she work through some of that stuff if she's not feeling safe? Yes. Um, if she's feeling overwhelmed, tired, burdened, yes. yeah. how does she submit? How does she feel sexy? How does she even find herself attracted to her mate? Yeah, that's good. So great question. And I think that a lot of women may be feeling exactly this. So what they've done is they've read so many books, watched so many damn shows and listened to so many podcasts. And what they do is they try to take all of those things that they heard and do all of those things and then expect this other person to be the Prince Charming that they desire. Lies, lies, lies. So now there is no need for you to submit at this time, let's hold some minutes off, right? When right now I'm feeling devalued, I'm feeling ignored, I'm feeling, you know, overlooked, you know? I mean, there's no submission in that. Who she needs to submit to first is herself. So right. I have to work on me. Remember, remember, healthy relationships are formed by two people 
becoming their best selves, their most authentic self. So before I could submit to anybody else, the man at the church, the man in my house, the mailman, the man at the grocery store, I have to submit to myself first. So what is my issue? Where is my pain? What do I need? I have to speak it. I need to ask this other person who I am committed to and who also committed himself to me for what it is that I need. There is time for a conversation. Now, in this conversation, this is where the submittance comes in. Got me? Submittance don't mean that you forget your values, you forget your voice. Remember that. You're just you're, you're just mopping and cleaning and taking care of somebody. It doesn't mean that. It's about the connection. It's about submitting by just respecting the other person, hearing the other person. But that does not mean that your voice is muted. So now as I take care of me, because I'm becoming my most authentic self, and I say, Boo boo. What's the deal? Lump lump. Lump lump. We okay, lump lump. We waking him up. I ain't gonna tell you my dog just woke up. I think that's gonna be his new name is lump lump. But here we go. So lump lump, right? I'm feeling overlooked. That might not be your intention, but I'm feeling disregarded in all my attempts to try to work so hard to keep us together. You know, I'm feeling physically tired and almost sick. I'm, I'm my, my anxiety is kind of high. And I don't know if it's me, lump lump, or if it's the situation that we have created. Because remember, you didn't create this. So that's not a finger pointing. That's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, oh, there's a percentage that you play. Cause you say yes, you say yes, you say Come yes. On. When you took this job, you say yes. When you paid this bill, you say yes. When you do, you say yes, yes, yes. So there's a percentage that you play. So you Come say, on. look, what we created, we yeah. got to reevaluate because this yeah. doesn't feel good to me right now. It doesn't mm -hmm. feel good. And I want to feel good when I'm with yeah. you. So the mm -hmm. submittance is then after you express yourself, you listen. Submitters say, bop, 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 you do that, that. That's what we're talking about. Come on, babe, lump, lump, tap, what's, do you see this? Come over here. You ask, come over here, let's look at this picture. Because now I'm working at the Walmart, and I'm working over here at Easy Pickings. That's that's the East Coast thing back in the day. Easy Pickings. And I'm working Pop over here. Come on now. <laughs> At the AMP, and I'm over here, and I'm the CEO of the Macy's. Now I'm doing all this lump lump. Come and look at the picture with me. Now lump lump, and you cut the grass. Okay, and okay, and you got a social security check that comes in there. Okay, so I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I need help. Yeah, this I didn't sign up for this. So let's talk about this. And I understand that I also contributed because I kept going out, getting more and more and more jobs. I kept building my resume while you sat there and went to the mailbox and mm -hmm. you opened that one little chair. So I taught you how to treat me too. Come on now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are we going to do about this? Mm -hmm. Because I know, Lump Lump, you love me. And I know mm -hmm. you wouldn't even want me to feel like this. So what is it? Come on, what can we do? What, what you yeah. know, because I'm thinking what I'm going to do is I'm about to quit three of the jobs. Now that's yeah. what I done came up with. Yeah, because I want good health. Got me? Yeah. And so now I'm okay. thinking once I quit those three, what, what, are you, what are your suggestions? Let me give you a kiss real quick. 
What are your suggestions? What do you think mm -hmm. you should do? Soft power, right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Come on now. Come on now. Let's have a conversation. And we're going to keep, this is the work. This is the work. Keep having the conversation. What are you going to do? And then when he decides what it is that he's going to do, and you decided you quitting them three days, you're going, okay, what, this is our commitment. This is our recommitment. So now we check in on it. Babe, you let that job go. You did. Babe, you went, how many applications? Did you need me to do something? You want me to cook dinner tonight? You need me to sit? You want me to? You want me to hire a, a, a little Paul down the street? I saw him cutting the grass. So you don't even have to cut the grass no more. If you want to, you could probably go on, on the computer to, because I heard such and such and such is hiring. Do you, how do you, how can I help you be your best self? Lump, lump. Listen, you have helped us today, boo. <laughs> you have made us feel better. You have lumped it all up nicely into she one wonderful package. <laughs> <laughs> so if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to buy your book, tell us, tell us how we find you, how we stay in touch. You, you've given us so much and, mm -hmm. and I know it's going to pierce somebody's heart and that they're going to want just more of your wise brownness. Okay. <laughs> Look, you got the perfect name, right? All that wisdom in, in a brown package. You Come on, man. You see how I did that? You, you see how I did that? Come on now. How do we connect with you? Yes. So please, everything that you want to know about me is at awisebrown.com. So that is my website that has everything up. A-W-I-S-E-B-R-O-W-N, A-Wise Brown. And then on social media, all of the different spaces, I am a W-I-S-E-B-R-O-W-N-A-Y's brand. And, and Dia, I love that. When I'm in a room with people who, who look different than me and they say, what's your name? You know, after I speak or whatever, and I always tell them, you'll remember this. Wise, because I'm smart and brown, because I have a brown face. So Wise Brown. And the first name is Andrea. <laughs> Boo, in my case. <laughs> Lump, lump, in your case. <laughs> I love this it. has been awesome. Um, thank you so much. Listen, y'all, if you got anything out of this episode, please subscribe to, to the Super Power Her podcast. Share this episode with your friends. Comment on Apple Podcasts. Tell us how this episode has helped change your life. We are here to help women of power and women with powerful stories, sharing our wisdom, sharing our stories, sharing our experiences to help you make your pain pay you back so that you can live another day. Lump, lump. I'm your girl, Dia Direct. Uh, check me out at D-E-Y-A Direct at all places. And uh, we'll see you.